welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. Also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful week. It's been a busy week. I know it's been especially a busy week for the new head coach of the Razorback football team, Sam Pittman, as he is out and rolling in recruiting and I wanted to open up the segment here because we're actually going to be joined by Michael Bratton of Saturday Down South here in just a little bit but I wanted to open up this segment and, and talking about Sam Pittman and the expectation because a lot of you have been tweeting at me and asking about what's a reasonable expectation for Sam Pittman to get it going at Arkansas what, what's kind of the three-year plan if you will of what the outlook could be or should be for Arkansas and I think it's an interesting question especially since there's not been any coordinators hired just yet, at least at the recording of this podcast. The only coach that has been hired is the offensive line coach, which we talked a little bit about yesterday. At this point, we'll see how the rest of that plays out. But I think it's a fascinating question because Sam Pittman obviously is a guy who knows a lot of different coaches and has what seems to be a really good relationship with a lot of different coaches. And so assuming that he is able to put together a solid staff, that can recruit, that can develop, that can uh, really do things for Arkansas that may have not been able to do in the past, I think that the fo- this following is what's going to be a good three-year plan. Next year, it's not going to be good. Um, I don't think anyone's expecting it to be good. The schedule gets much more difficult as you go on the road to Notre Dame. You still play, of course, all your SEC West teams, and then instead of playing Kentucky on the road like you did this past season, you welcome Tennessee at home, which is going to be a solid team. I don't think they'll be a 10-win team or competing for the East, but they'll still be a a bowl-type team, if you will. So the schedule gets much more difficult. You don't know what your quarterback situation is going to look like. Uh, you don't know what the defense is going to look like. You, you, there's just a lot of things you just don't know. But I think this next season, it can be fair to expect three wins. I know that no one wants that. <laughs> no one wants to go through that. But... I think winning three games, uh, especially if it's those three non-conference games, and man, it, it, I don't know if you can go a whole time without winning an SEC game again. That's just going to be brutal. I'll be three straight years of a winless SEC schedule, but that's where you're at right now. Uh, who knows, but maybe they'd sneak a, a win against somebody, maybe against an Ole Miss. Wouldn't that be crazy if they did that? Maybe against a Missouri, uh, maybe against a Mississippi State. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, they'll, they'll have some opportunities to at least have a, a chance at some of these games. But either way, Arkansas is going to have a tall task in front of them. And I think if they can at least just be better than two wins, which is not too much to ask if you really think about it, just be better than two wins. Be better than two wins, be competitive in some games, show some physicality, show some development, get better as the year goes on, which again, is not that much of a tall task to ask for, then I don't see any reason why Razorback fans can't be really excited, especially if Sam Pittman's able to put together a really great first-year recruiting class, which I think there should be an expectation for that given the circumstances of how good he can recruit, if he's able to do that, that'll add into the excitement, maybe get some true freshmen that could really ball out, especially if you need them desperately on the offensive line, which we know they all do. So a few of those elements might be really able to go a long way for Arkansas if they're able to do that in year one. So just do that. I don't think that anybody would be upset by that. I don't think anybody would be questioning that, especially since how bad things have been. And I don't think that's unreasonable to ask 
for this Razorback football team. But in year two, when you head into that, your schedule is still tough because you got Texas at home. Uh, I believe you go on the road to Florida uh, as your uh, rotating East opponent. So, yeehaw, that's fun. So, it's not going to get any easier as far as the schedule goes. But, that being said, you should be able to go to a bowl game. By year two, no matter what condition you take the program at, I feel like going six and six isn't completely and totally unreasonable. At least five and seven. At least be in the conversation for a bowl game. Uh, the the way that this trench play is going to have to develop and develop quickly, which I think it can, Pittman will make sure of it, that'll at least get you going in a lot of success in the early going. Because even if you don't have all the skill positions down, if you have a great or at least a solid offensive line, that'll take you very far. That'll keep you into games. That'll be able to at least open up a window of opportunities for some of your bigger, better, faster, stronger skill position guys to really show out, which by year two, I fully expect the offensive line to be completely and totally doing a 180 from what we've seen these past couple of seasons and at least be physical enough to compete in the SEC. So getting to a bowl game at minimum five and seven, at minimum winning two SEC games, I think is totally and completely reasonable in year two. And then in year three, that's really where you're going to start to see how Sam Pittman is and how good Sam Pittman can be as a head coach. We're going to see if he can really be a guy that can take Arkansas to that next level. Um, it's going to be hard for any coach to take over. And the schedule is going to be hard for anybody to go through. But again, I don't think it's unreasonable by year three, seven, eight wins. Going to a decent bowl game. Having competitive games, even against some of the big boys. Being able to hang in there. Be respectable when you're going up against them. Uh, and their opponents. So I feel like if you're a Razorback fan and you're looking at it for the next three years, you know it's going to be a daunting task, and it's not going to be an easy ditch to climb out of, but we have seen it happen before. We have seen great coaches come in. We've seen them been able to stay right in, develop, be able to put things together, be able to put a string of great classes together, be able to get the guys to buy in. I mean, just a simple changes that can be done overnight can go a long way. And that's going to be the key for Sam Pittman. I don't see any reason why he can't do that. But if he gets these coordinators or gets these assistant coaches like we've been hearing rumors about, guys that like a Barry Odom as a defensive coordinator or a Chip Long who's no longer at Notre Dame as the offensive coordinator, used to be a GA at Arkansas, those are the types of big boy hires that people will pay attention to. They haven't hired them yet, but if they were able to do that and add into the mix a few other assistant coaches that are really some name guys, this could get turned around in two or three seasons. But we got to see how that plays out first. Sam Pittman has hit the ground running, and I expect no different here in the next coming season. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We've been obviously talking a lot this morning about Sam Pittman and the newness of his hire, starting to visit some recruits. We'll see how the staff goes. There's still a lot of things going on with this hire as well, some other things going on in the SEC as well. And to help to continue talk about that, let's go to the Cherokee Casino Hotline and welcome in Mike Bratton, who is the editor of Saturday Down South as well as the host of that SEC podcast. Good morning, Mike. How you doing, man? Hey, doing great, John. Thanks for having me. Well, it's good to have you on, and there's been a lot of things, obviously, in the state of Arkansas the past week, week and a half that uh, we want to get to with you. First off, I just want to start with your thoughts and opinions on the hiring 
of Sam Pittman. Obviously, it wasn't the first choice of Hunter Yurchek in Arkansas, but it seems like Razorback fans have really embraced it. They're really excited about it. When this hire was made and up to this point, what do you make of the hire of Sam Pittman as the head coach of Arkansas? Yeah, I got to be honest. I was shocked at first. You know, I caught wind of it pretty early on. I think I shared that news with you. And, yeah. uh, you know, when I first got it, I was like, well, how's Arkansas going to hire an offensive line coach? They don't even have a head coach. And the person told me, no, he's going to be the head coach. So, honestly, I was shocked to start with. But, you know, the more this thing goes on, the more I'm buying in. I think I was on your show weeks ago when this coaching search first started. And, you know, we threw out some names like Mike Leach. You know, that was these popular names, Mike Norvell. But I also said, it's not a bad idea to go the LSU route, to go the Clemson route, where you hire this guy that's going to be an elite recruiter and really, you know, a player's coach and surround him with coordinators. I think that's a growing trend in college football because there's only so many Nick Sabans. There's only so many Urban Myers. It's very unrealistic, it seems, these days to just get the perfect hire and he's just going to solve all your issues. So, you know, taking that all into consideration, I really like the hire of Sam Pittman. He's been in the SEC a long time. He's got tons of connections. You know, what is the biggest issue with Arkansas football since he left? Is the offensive line, the toughness of the team. Both those issues, they're not going to get corrected overnight. Those are not issues that can be corrected overnight. But with Sam Pittman, I don't think he could do a better job than bringing in someone that's going to correct those issues on the line of scrimmage, bring some toughness. And, you know, this is kind of overrated. Everyone's saying it, but I, I believe it with this guy, with him breaking down during these press conferences. He wants to be there. He's passionate about it. And if I'm an Arkansas fan, that's, that's all I know. That's all I need to know to buy in on this guy. Mike, what would be some names you would uh, put on a list? If you had to guess Sam Pittman's choices for coordinators, offensive and defensive, uh, who are some names you think he's probably looking at right now to fill those posts? Well, I think uh, right now it's kind of some of the obvious names that I've heard. Obviously, Jim Chaney. I don't know if he could really get Jim Chaney from Tennessee. I know they have a, a really strong connection there, but Jim Chaney is pretty tied in at Tennessee. He's got a daughter there at the University of Tennessee. So I think Jim Chaney's kind of in a spot where he's going to want to retire there in Knoxville. But that will be my first call from Sam Pittman. Uh, I don't know how Arkansas fans would feel about that. They've obviously had Jim Chaney there, and it was kind of a mixed bag. I've heard the name uh, Jay Johnson. I believe he's in Colorado now. He was at uh, Georgia with Sam Pittman. And then, of course, the defensive coordinator, the name everyone's hearing, the same one I'm hearing, Barry Odom. I think that would be a heck of a hire. That's what uh, Sam Pittman needs. He needs these big-name coordinators to kind of come in there, right the ship. Um, I, I'm fascinated to see who he hires because I think his success or failure is going to depend on these coordinators he surrounds himself with. But... Given his strong track record in college football and the SEC, I have no doubt that uh, people are going to want to coach for this guy because they know what he's going to put in. They know the talent he's going to attract to Arkansas. So not hearing a lot of names, but whoever he hires, I think he's going to make the right ones. Well, and it's amazing, too, that Sam Pittman has said in his press conference at least how many text messages and uh, people that have called called him and said, hey, we want to come there. We want to be a part of it. So there's been some expectations on some of the coaches that they were looking at. But if you're Sam Pittman and you get up there and you do your your production, your introduction, and you break down and you get choked up, you know that's that's great. And I know Razorback fans love it. I love it. And I know you love it. But you know how big and how important is that to have a coach that wants to be at the school that he's at? Because so many times we see. Because let's be honest, does Lane Kiffin really want to be at Ole Miss? 
Because I could see him moving on. Is Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri? Does he really want to be? Is that his dream job, or will he move on? How, how much and how important do you think it is to have a coach that wants to be at the school he's coaching at? Yeah, Eli Drinkwitz, he's not sure what conference Missouri yeah. participates in. So, yeah, he's not really bought in. He's there clearly for the money. He got about a 400% raise to make that jump. Can't blame him. I'd make that jump, too. Lane Kiffin asked about it in his opening presser there at Ole Miss. You know, your track record says you're going to be gone in three or four years, and he probably will be if he's very successful. Now, could Sam Pittman leave if, you know, somehow Arkansas wins the SEC championship? Maybe, but at the end of the day, it looks like Sam Pittman, this is where he wants to be. This is where he wants to be when he retires. I think that's there's something to be said for that. And it, all the talk of him being an elite recruiter, I think you just add that much more to it when you see the passion in this man. Uh, I really think he's just going to turn around the recruiting immediately, given the fact how bought in he is here. There's no danger of him leaving Arkansas. He's not, he's not going to go to Alabama once Nick Saban retires or anything like that. So that's just another check that he's, that he's crossing off on the bucket list here. And there's a lot of questions about Sam Pittman as a head coach, obviously. But, I mean, there's a questions about any head coach that's never been done it before. So, you know, it's, it's a very interesting proposition here. But, you know, like I said, just the more as shocked as I was when this hire was made, the more I see from him, the more I'm buying in and, all things considered, I think Hunter Yurichek made a, you know, it was, it was a very interesting stance he took with his buyout, and I think that may have been yeah. part of the reason why they were getting turned down by these head coaches. I don't think Jimmy Sexton wanted any part of these, you know, these reduced buyouts they were talking about, but that's something else that's got me bought into Sam Pittman. He's out there. He's putting his money on the line. If I don't do a good job, I don't deserve this money. I mean, how can you, how can you not buy into a head coach like that? He's so invested, he's financially invested in in doing this uh beside his heart so like i said just the more i hear the more i'm buying in and if it doesn't work out it's not going to kill arkansas like these previous coaches have done mike let's talk about reasonable timeline we we know the sec west is very daunting you got to go to notre dame next year of your arkansas texas comes here the following year so the non-conference schedule that's been kind of lean and light for for Chad Morris the last couple of years, those days are over. And Sam Pittman's got to face the teeth of some tougher non-conference games. What is a reasonable year one, two, three, as far as win totals in your estimate for Sam Pittman? I mean, it's clearly going to take some time. I think the biggest part is because the situation he's inheriting on the offensive defensive lines. I mean, those are not things you can fix overnight. And even when he went to Georgia, uh, their offensive line play was not that good the first year. Uh, I'm a Tennessee graduate. I saw the same thing there at Tennessee. He inherited a mess, and the first year it was kind of a mixed bag. But by the time his initial class became seniors, like they are at Georgia now, like at Tennessee, we saw it even at Arkansas. I mean, he's churning out NFL prospects. And one of the things I really like about Sam Pittman, I think you look at his track record, you look at all the linemen that he's had, you assume – oh, this guy's just reeling in five-star recruits. That's not the case. Now, he, he does have a history of doing that, but he's also got a history of bringing in that three-star player, making him a four-star, bringing in that four-star lineman, making him a five-star. So I think it's going to take some time. I think you're looking at a three-year window before you're even talking, you know, any chance of them breaking through that upper echelon of the SEC West. I don't think that it's realistic for them to make a bowl game next year, but I think year two – I think you see Arkansas, if everything goes right, if he nails these coordinator hires, 
that's kind of a big question here with this with what you're asking me. It's really hard to say without knowing the coordinators, but I think in year two you start to see Arkansas in bowl contention. We'll continue our interview with Michael Bratton of Saturday Down South here in just a second, but I want to remind everybody that this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always just ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, so just listen up to this. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, they've got a special deal going on to all of you Locked On listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free using the special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, let me ask you this too, Mike, and to switch gears a little bit, because uh, something we've also talked about this morning was the news yesterday that Chad Morris, the former Razorback head coach, is now the offensive coordinator at Auburn. Not really surprising knowing the relationship and friendship that Gus Malzahn and Chad Morris have. But, I mean, what do you you make of that? Because there is no lost feelings here in Arkansas for Chad Morris. And for him to go to Auburn, it seemed like he did as a good offensive coordinator when he was at Clemson. But what do you think of that hire? Do you think he'll succeed there? What do you make of that situation? Yeah, that's a weird one because I'm like, you know, I'm trying to figure out. Now, obviously, Kenny Dillingham, the former coordinator, left to go to Florida State, so there was an opening there. But we all know Gus. He's a control freak when it comes to that offense. He's calling the plays. So what is Chad Morris down there for? I mean, I guess recruiting and quarterback coaching. But hey, given his last couple years at Arkansas, I wouldn't trust him to coach my quarterbacks. If anything, we, I've got it penciled in that Bo Nix is going to regress now. So i got no idea what that is. If anything, kind of like you said, you hit on it. Gus Malzahn, Chad Morris, very friendly. They're very close. I think this is Gus Malzahn throwing his friend a bone to where he doesn't want Chad Morris to become the next Butch Jones, where he's down there toiling and being an analyst at Alabama and and his agents throwing out his name for all these jobs that he's not going to get. I think uh, Chad Morris, you know, he lands in a much better position to – to kind of go at Auburn maybe a year or two and then move on because he's the offensive coordinator. But I'm just very curious to, to know uh, how this fits because, like I said, it's Gus Malzahn's offense. He's going to be calling the plays. I don't really understand Chad Morris's role here aside from maybe helping Auburn recruit in the state of Texas. And that just seems like a very odd position to hire someone for a coordinator simply just to help you with recruiting. So. I don't know. Also, if I'm an Arkansas fan, I love it because there you go. There's some of that buyout money gone. So I think, again, it it continues to work out. It's trending in the right direction for the Razorbacks. And if anything, I don't know. I think Auburn may have hurt their coaching staff by adding Chad Morris. 
Chad Morris's role is to recruit his son to the University of Auburn. I think it's maybe his role there. That might I mean, be. That's, that, that's about all I can see. And yeah. I, I don't even know if – I know Auburn was in on uh, Chandler Morris there, but now they got Bo Nix. I mean, are you really going to bring him in? And I guess you could, but I think Bo Nix is going to be penciled in there for the next couple of years. So, I don't know. Like I said, I, this is just a, an interesting, interesting one, and I think it's more than anything just Gus Malzahn throwing his buddy a bone and, and trying to help him get his career back on track. Well, for all Arkansas fans, I hope they pay him a lot. I think yeah. Chad Morris is worth at least a million and a half, <laughs> maybe two million a year. He needs he needs some paid coordinator. upper echelon. I mean, this is a man with head coaching experience. I mean, if if they can't see that at Auburn and pay him about one point nine million this next year, I don't know what's wrong with him. And look at it this way: if anything, we there's no telling what could happen at Auburn. I mean, they could be number one in the nation. They could be building a statue of Gus Malzahn. He loses a couple games. They may fire him. And then guess who's interim? It's going to be Chad Morris, probably. So this may work perfectly for uh, Arkansas. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? What a storyline. But it wouldn't be surprising either. I mean, just given given the circumstances at Auburn and the uncertainty there for sure. Uh, another question I want to ask you, obviously, is the whole Wayne Kiffin thing in Ole Miss. Uh, he was a candidate mm-hmm. that was being talked about heavily with Arkansas. Uh, it, it just depends on which story you hear. But obviously, there were some disagreements between Hunter Yurchek and Jimmy Sexton and the contract and the interviews and process and all that, but he does land in Oxford. Uh, everyone's throwing this out like this is the greatest thing ever for Ole Miss and, and it's going to be great for Lane Kiffin. He's really going to get it going. What do you make of the hire of Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss and how do you think that plays out? Yeah, I mean, it is um, it is a little interesting to me. Now, I don't think Lane Kiffin is everything he's cracked up to be as a head coach, but if you're Ole Miss, I think it's the perfect hire because I think that's why they went away from Matt Luke because he was trending in the right direction, but it just wasn't exciting. They weren't selling tickets. The results weren't there. Now with Lane Kiffin, I don't know if you saw his introductory press conference. I mean, it was like a rock concert. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was at 11 in the morning. These people are liquored up. They're selling discounted beer. Uh, I mean, it was it's a show. It's a spectacle, and Bobby that's Tony. what Ole Miss is now. They were asking him about Mississippi State. Oh, you, you know, you got to win this game. He's like, I have not even thought about that. All his talk was SEC West, Alabama. He wants Ole Miss to be nationally relevant, relevant as an SEC contender. That's big talk. That's what you get with Lane Kiffin. I don't know if he can deliver that, but that's what that's what Ole Miss wants. They're flashy. They they want to make a scene. They want you out there thinking. Anytime they land a big recruit, we're paying them. They don't care. You know what I mean? So, I think it's perfect in that sense. But, I, like I said, I think he's a little bit overrated as a head coach. I think he's overrated as a recruiter. I don't think he's going to win the SEC West or anything there, but I think he's going he's to win the press conference every time. That's kind of what they're looking for. And based on what I've seen from him at FAU, based on what I saw from him in this press conference at Ole Miss the other day, it really does seem like he's matured. I mean, he was the jerk of the SEC when he was at Tennessee. And I'm not going to lie, we were loving it because we, we wanted to, to be that uh, – to, to raise up to the level of Urban Meyer at Florida and, and all these teams. But it, it seems like Kiffin has kind of shed that a little bit to where he's still brash, but he's not going to be poking people quite like he was. And if he has matured and if he brings in a nice staff, they're hyping up the staff he's going to hire, there's a chance Ole Miss is going to do big things. I just don't, I don't know if he'll ever promise on all these uh, you know, high expectations he's yeah. delivering right now, but if I'm an Ole Miss fan, it's kind of like you just bought a Ferrari you're in the fast lane. You're going as fast as you can. You're probably going to crash and burn, but you're not thinking about that right now. You're thinking about how much fun this new car is 
And uh, from that perspective, I think it's a great hire for Ole Miss. Do you think it's Lane Kiffin's career goal is to succeed uh, Saban at Alabama? Do you think that's where he wants to be next? Is, is, is that his master plan? I mean, maybe. I mean, that would be the ultimate, wouldn't it? Because obviously him and Saban didn't really get along all that well. I think Saban may have cost himself a national championship by giving Kiffin the boot there leading up to the national championship game. So, yeah, Blaine Kiffin, obviously, all his stops, USC, Oakland Raiders, Tennessee. I think he wants to be in that high-profile position. He even mentioned it during his Ole Miss presser here when he was asked about his move. You know, he's very appreciative to FAU, liked winning there, but he said, I want to be where the football's the best. That's why I'm back in the SEC. And like I said, I don't know how realistic it is for Ole Miss to be winning all these championships and whatnot. So I think at the end of the day, if he does a really good job, you know, maybe he's got Ole Miss being a 10-win team. That job in Tuscaloosa comes open. You better believe there's going to be people there fighting for Lane Kiffin to get that job. And I, I think he'd take it in a heartbeat if they offered it to him. All right, last question before I let you get out of here, Mike. Between the three new coaching hires of Lane Kiffin, Sam Pittman, and Eli Drinkwitz, over the course of the next five years, who's more successful? Uh, I think I'm going to go, and that's a tough one. I'll probably go Sam Pittman. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm fully on board with this guy. Uh, it's it's very hard, like I said, to know without these coordinators. I I like all these guys, though, from what I've seen, because I think Drinkowitz is the next who's an O's guy. I think that's what Missouri needs because they're never going to be able to beat Georgia and Florida and Tennessee when they're rolling and they're recruiting. So they need a coaches as X and O's. Lane Kiffin, so many questions about whether they'll be on sanctions, whether he'll move. The one guy that I know is going to be there, if he's there the whole time, is going to be Sam Pittman. I like his given track record. I don't see any chance there's going to be sanctions or anything. Uh, I just, I don't know, I'm fully fully on board on Sam Pittman right now. I'll go with Arkansas Razorbacks. We just made a lot of Razorback fans happy with saying that. That's his for sure. Mike Bratton, he is the editor of Saturday Down South. You can follow him on Twitter, at Michael W. Bratton. Really appreciate you hopping on with us, man. I know it's a crazy time for you, so thanks for making some time, man. We'll be catching up with you later down the road, all right? Anytime. Thanks for having me. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 